Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Mental Maintenance. We are recording episode 36, and today we're going to be talking about social norms and how they kind of navigate our lives for better or for worse. Um, I am Denise, and with me, as always, is Jordan. Hello, happy Monday. I'm really excited about this topic because the more we talked about it, the more things that just like continue to pop up and you're like, oh yeah, but it just seems normal. Yeah. Yeah. Why we're talking about it. Yeah. It's crazy. Like society as a whole, like when I really like stop and think about it is so weird. It is like why we, why we have certain things or certain opinions or, you know, think certain ways is all just based off of like our ancestors feelings a a certain way. And then like making a rule about it or have, you know, stating their opinion very strongly on it and just, yeah, it's so weird. Mm -hmm. Humans are weird. (laughs) We really are. (laughs) We're stressful, man. (laughs) You want to just jump right in? Yeah. Well, do we have any, do we have anything that we need to just, I guess real quick, if you've been listening to any of the other episodes that we've done in the past, you know, several months, we donate for spin for a cause. We're getting up there. We're, we're getting close to our, not close, but we're getting closer to our goal. Um, thank you so much to those who have, who have donated. Um, we are writing in honor of Christian Hoskins. The link will absolutely be in the show notes and we've been doing, Jordan's been awesome at, uh, sharing weekly updates on how we're doing with that. Yeah. All proceeds go to three um, beneficiaries and all of it is in support of suicide prevention Uh, resources and aids and tools. And it's just so, so, so important. So even $5 is like a difference for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're getting close. We're like within it's less than a month now, which is crazy. Yes. I'm so excited. I was in class the other day and, um, I don't know. I was just like, envisioning it and like everybody there and the loud music and just being out in the sun, hopefully knock on wood. Yeah, Um, for sure. And I I know that the, the energy is going to be really good. So I'm just excited. Yeah. I'm excited too. I'm not ready physically, but I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be okay. (laughs) I feel like none of us, we have to like clear our schedule for the day after because like nobody's going to be able to walk. No. Yeah. No, not at all. (laughs) I'm going to be like, bring me some ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. My neck, I'm going to have to wear like a neck brace. I'm going to be like whipping my ponytail so hard. (laughs) Uh, I love it. Um, okay. So pretty much that that's pretty much our only housekeeping. Um, so yeah, I guess we can from there just kind of get right into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we asked for some listener submissions on uh, experiences with societal norms and how they have affected their lives. And we had some really good feedback. So I'm excited to hit on those. We're going to keep everything anonymous. Just, you know, it's just better that way, I think, sometimes. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into this. 
All right. First one we have is having a home birth with a first baby instead of hospital. This listener said her family is not supportive at all. I do feel like that is a social norm at this point to have a baby at a hospital. Although I do feel like the older I get, the more people I personally know who are going home birth or um, even like water births or like birthing centers, like more, what's the word, like homeopathic sort of, um, which is cool to see. Yeah. When I was pregnant with my first, the people in my circle were not very open to anything other than a hospital birth. And like you had said, kind of in the beginning of the episode is just, I think it just tends to be passed down from our ancestors of like what they've done. Yeah. So wouldn't that be what you would do? Like, yeah. What are your thoughts on it's interesting. It's so interesting to me because literally if you go back, what a hundred, I'm terrible at time. If you go back like a hundred years, <laughs> how far back you need to less than that, probably. Yeah. yeah. You were having your baby at home. That's what right. everyone was doing. Yeah. And I, I, I understand like the, you know, the safety aspect of it, right? Like you, you want to be in an environment your family probably wants you to be in an environment where you are safe and there are doctors right there. So if anything crazy happens, you're good. And not saying that that's not the case at a home birth. There are definitely capable people helping. I'm sure she's not like, you know, I'm just going to, I don't need no doctor. Like I'm just going to do this <laughs> by myself, you know, really, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. figure it out. Uh-huh. Um, no, it's like, of course there are people, you know, that could be there for you, but you don't have that, like, you don't have a bunch of nurses and emergency staff and, and all those things. So I, I get being concerned or like worried, but it is frustrating when you don't have the support of your family in something like that, where, you know, when it comes down to it, it's your, it's your body. It's your baby. It's your child. It's your experience. And those, that experience having a child is so intimate and important and life-changing that you, you know, I mean, I, the hope would be that you can do it in whatever way you can. That's also safe. And hopefully you're, you know, you do have support in that a lot of times we get stuck in these opinions or these ways of thinking, or this is the way I did it. So that's, and I know that way works. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I want you to do it because I know it works. And it's like, change is hard for people. It really is. Yeah. Um, and also I feel like when you, especially with some of the generations before us, when you come up with a different way, it, it's almost like they feel like it's invalidating the way that they did it. Like it's making what their experience was invalid. And it's like, that's, it's not, it's totally fine. You know, your way is still fine, but there's just this other way that I'm interested in, you know? And I think it's hard sometimes for, for people, they, they end up taking it personally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
if we were open enough to like learning about these other options, we would find out that, you know, not anybody, you know, not, not any doctor is just going to say like, yes, just have this baby at home. Right. Like there's somebody alongside of you, um, alongside your pregnancy, making sure that you are in a healthy pregnancy. There's, there's not many risks, right? Like there are guidelines and there are stipulations to doing other options than having, um, a baby at a hospital. Yeah. But when you're so close-minded and on that one, you know, well, this is how we do it now. We have hospitals, we have people available. Why wouldn't you do it that way? If that's available when we're so close-minded, we can't even see that the other options are safe too. Yeah. I was actually, when I was pregnant with Charlotte, I was planning on and had applied and everything. Cause you have to, at least up here, you have to apply. You can't even, you can't even just be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like you have to qualify. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I had applied and I, you know, everything for the birthing center, which is somewhere in the middle of like home birth and hospital. Right. It's like, right. midway, um, and had been approved. Like that's what we were going to do, but then I got preeclampsia. And so I, it had to be in the hospital, you know? And so my midwife was like, okay, yep, we're going to have to go to the hospital. Like you can't, you can't do it here, you know? And it totally threw me off, but like, yeah, I mean, she wasn't going to let me, (laughs) she wasn't going to let me go to, she wasn't going to let me have her at the birthing center, knowing that there were some, and honestly minor, I mean, I, I was fine. I didn't even realize I, you know, there was nothing that I could feel that let me know that I had that, but yeah, it's like, you have to be like a textbook pregnancy and birth to, to even be able to be allowed to, to do that. Right. Um, and it is, it is, it's just crazy how we've gone from like women squatting in fields to (laughs) this is so random but my dad like randomly said that he was like I don't even know what we were talking about he was like yeah like women used to just like squat their babies out like why what I'm like I'm pretty sure people still do that like that's still a really good way to get a baby out actually it didn't like change yeah you're just not out in the field when you do it Yeah. yeah so funny yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping her, I'm, you know, I wish her all the best. I'm, I'm, you know, I did tell her she had our support. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I do and, hope that throughout the journey, her family understands yeah. that what you, what you had said, it's, it's her journey and they are along for the ride and they can either say yes to that or be very quiet about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly you don't have to agree right just you know mm-hmm. yeah just yeah you're right be very quiet about it yeah um okay so um we did have someone kind of say one thing that kind of s- is unfortunate about societal norms is it puts unnecessary pressure to do things by a certain age so marriage you know by a certain age having kids buying a house finishing up college um and then it also kind of makes us 
play comparison games with our peers, uh, thus hindering healthy friendships or relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a good point because I, like when I was younger, I mean, I remember saying, I mean, you know what I, what a planner I am. And I always have been, but like, I remember being like, I'd like to be married by this age and have kids by this age and uh, buy a house at this point, you know? Um, And fortunately, not even fortunately, but coincidentally, that kind of did happen for me. Um, But I really feel like Stephen and I would have been totally fine not getting married as young as we did, like we could have waited a little while to get married, to actually have the money to like, like pay for like a nicer wedding and stuff. Um, had it not been for the pressure that we received from our families. I mean, do I regret marrying him? No, like I'm, it's great. I love him. I, we would be married anyways, but we probably would have waited a little bit, but it was, we were not doing the normal thing by moving in together before marriage. And, and we Mm -hmm. did catch some, uh, some flack for that. And yeah. Okay. So that's the, that's what stemmed the pressure of like, okay, well, if you guys are living together, then like, why let's get married. Yeah. It was that. And, and also, you know, because we, because my family like lives further away, it was like, well, are you going to be getting married next year? Cause we're going to have to start planning for like tickets and blah, 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 you know? So it was like, it was constantly something that was being asked of me. Yeah. Um, and in a, yeah, in a way that it was like, well, you need to hurry up and figure this out so that we can plan, you know? And it's like, and really in the long run, like they would have been fine. Even if they had like two months notice, they would have been I fine. Like- you're like, how weird that my wedding actually has nothing to do with you. <laughs> I know, but I was young, you know, I know. And no, no, no. It's so easy to say that now. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. And that's why I say looking back, I, pro- you know, could we have waited a while? Yes, absolutely. We were totally happy. We didn't feel like we needed the change, the, but we knew that with that marriage meant like we just stopped hearing that stuff from our family. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, why not? You know, it was like, we just really want them to like, leave us alone yeah, and let us be happy and enjoy each other. And if this is going to do that, then like, whatever. Why not? Yeah. 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 But there are definitely things about the wedding that I would have liked to spend a little bit more time and money on, but that we just didn't have. And, you know, because we were, we were like 20, I was 22. He was 21, you know? Yeah. I think that's another huge aspect of like the, the unnecessary pressure to do things by a certain age, because, you know, you graduate high school and I don't know about you, but we did not have any sort of like financial class of like how to, (laughs) you know, yeah, you're going to have a job. And then like, these are the things that you're right. Like all these things are pressured on us to find a significant other and to get married, but getting married means having a Pinterest wedding, which 
isn't free. And then it's like, okay, but then you need to buy a house, which again is not free. (laughs) And then you're having kids and all these things cost so much money. Maybe, maybe you're going to college after high school. Like all of these things have so many dollar signs attached to them. Yeah. But it just feels like we're not well prepared for any of that. Yet here's all this weight and all this pressure of like, well, why aren't you, why aren't you married yet? Like, why haven't you had your wedding yet? And yeah, it just, it gets really hard. I mean, Alonzo and I were in the same, in the same boat of like, we don't have money to spend for a wedding. So like, what's the point of being engaged if we don't have, you know, if we don't have means of putting together this big wedding and yeah, you do like, you do want all these certain things at your, at your wedding and they, they add up. And so it's like, Hmm. I mean, we're fine. Like you said, like, we're, I mean, we're fine. We're happy. There's nothing like wrong with us. There's no, there's no, like, there's no reason I wouldn't get married, but also, but also like, is that what I want to spend my money on? Or like, do we want to travel and like spend each other, spend time with each other that way? Or, um, yeah. And I, we, I think all of our, all of Alonzo and I's was very outside of social norms. I think yeah. um, we, we got pregnant with Juby before we were married. So we had Juby first and then we got married and then we bought a house. Um, and our wedding was in my parents' living room. And I think we had like 15 guests, which included my parents, his parents, our siblings, my grandparents, and then like three of our best friends. And, uh, my mom made our wedding cake. She decorated our house for us. And that was it. I mean, like, and then I think about it all the time now. It's like, I would love to have like a quote unquote real wedding but then it's like, but actually I would rather take my family to Disneyland. Like yeah. if I had to pick one over the other, it's not going to be that. So yeah. it's like, maybe things worked out the way they did in, in the best way, in the best way possible. But I mean, even buying a house, thankfully, you know, my parents gifted us some money for like a down payment. Cause even that was like stressful. It was like, okay, well now we have this kid <laughs> that is so sweet, but do we really want to rent? Like having that help getting into the house, like really set us up for like a, like a solid foundation, I guess. Yeah. Um, but to think back and it's like, but a lot of people don't have anybody to like help them like that or, um, I don't know. It's just, it sucks. There is a lot of pressure and the pressure is hard. Yeah. We, um, we kind of ended up doing things by the book. Like, you know, we, we met at 18, we got engaged when we were, uh, 21, uh, got married less than a year later, um, bought a house, like, two three three years later and then you know had Shar like another two years after that like we kind of did it in the order that 
you're supposed to quote unquote, like mm-hmm. that's, I don't actually mean that I'm air quotations. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm happy with the way we did it, but I also don't think that that works for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did it that way. You know, like it's, yeah, it worked out. It was, it, it's cool, whatever. But I just hate that there's like this, you know, there's so much judgment around like the way other people live their lives. And I just don't understand. Like, I just don't understand why you would judge somebody for like having a baby before they're married or, I mean, we've all been in a situation where like, you know, or like even when people are planning to have babies and they're not married and that's even like somehow worse, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just doesn't, I don't know. There's just so much, there's so much opinion now. I feel like I just, everybody has their own opinion about, about other people's lives and how they're living them. And it does make you compare yourself to other people, um, which is not healthy, like at all, but that's what those having those societal norms, that that's what that does is it makes you compare yourself to other people and man, so-and-so was this age when they got married. So I need to make sure that I did that. Or, um, or even parents will be like, Oh, did you, did you see what your friend so-and-so just graduated, you know, got a, got their doctorate and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, their parents paid for their college. I didn't have that. So (laughs) there's really no compare apples and oranges, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, there's, the, the unnecessary pressure, like this person said, to do those things by a certain age is, is legit. And it's, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does create that, um, the, the hindering of, you know, healthy and unhealthy relationships and, and friendships and social media, um, you know, really doesn't help at no. all with any sort of like social norms. Yeah, for sure. All day, every day, it's advertisements of like, what is normal and like what we should be eating and what we should be drinking and how we should be working out and how we should be parenting our children. And yeah, yeah, it's, and also we're literally just looking at highlight reels of everyone's lives, which is, yeah, like the worst thing to be looking at. Cause you're just, you're looking at like the absolute best parts of everyone's lives and and you know assuming their life is like that all the time and then but my life's not like that all the time so what am I doing wrong Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's really important for us mentally to like be aware, like try and be more aware of our thoughts when we're on social media, especially around certain like profiles or certain people and how, what they are sharing makes us feel. And if it's not great or, um, it's not educational, like if it's not giving you what you need, like unfollow or mute or do something of that sort so that you can just focus on what 
you know, what, what does make you feel good or the parenting styles that you look forward to seeing, or the ones that you're genuinely, genuinely interested in learning about, right? Like keep those and just get rid of whoever is making you self doubt your parenting or, or whatnot. Um, I think for some reason too, like even behind a screen, like we get so scared to upset other people Mm -hmm. on, on social media and I mean, that's not going to get us very far. So yeah. Do you want to take the next one? Yes. Okay. So our next listener said she quit college, sold her vehicle and traveled, and it was the best out of norm decision she had ever made. <laughs> um, and I love that. I know I do too. I too quit college. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I get that because Alonzo and I, I mean, we both went to college. If you can, I mean, you can't count it. We paid for, we paid for college classes, a few. Um, but like I said, you know, instead of deciding to like get engaged and have a wedding, we, we traveled before we had kids. And I honestly think that that was like a really pivotal part of our relationship, um, moving forward was like getting to see each other outside of home, because this is where we had always known each other. And, um, we just worked, we worked and then we traveled and then we like did it again. And until we got pregnant and (laughs) it was nice. (laughs) Yeah. That is definitely something I always tell people that are like, getting married or going and like, you know, if you have any interest in travel, like do it, like just before you have kids, before you have a bunch of like financial responsibility, just do it. Like, yeah, we did the same thing. We were married for, I want to say like five years before we had Char and we, that's what we did. We just, we had at least two trips a year. Um, concerts out the ass like I don't even know how many concerts we've been to um but yeah 100% like and do you ever have like moments of thinking like if I wasn't married with two children and a homeowner what you would be doing if you were just like single and on your own yeah I'd probably be traveling yeah. I mean, totally. I say traveling, but I mean, like I'd be in Hawaii. That's where I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely be traveling, taking every opportunity to travel or yeah, I would live somewhere else and be traveling from there. Like mm-hmm. for sure would be constantly on the move and going places. Yeah. So that's really cool that she was, she was able to do that. And I wonder if she had support when she did that, or if she, um, if her family or, you know, peers or whoever, um, you know, how they, how they felt about her making that decision. Yeah. One thing I love about that too, is the older I get, the more I realize that like, if I try something and I don't like it. I can go back to whatever it was that I was doing before. Like, I don't know why 
and maybe this is like a social norm that I've always felt is like our decisions don't have to be so permanent. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was like in high school, it was like, what college are you going to go to? What are you going to be? What are you going to be? And like all these like, like decisions that were supposed to like be so lifelong or even just buying a house. It's like, you're looking for the house that like will be your forever home. And it's like, it feels like such a huge investment, right? Because it is. And so it's like, well, if I don't do it perfectly, or if I don't find like the perfect thing, it just, yeah, it can be, it can feel like so much, but like, who's to say that you quit college, you sell your vehicle and you travel and you're like, wow, this is shitty. So you move back, you buy another vehicle and you enroll in college again. Right. Like, right. You can do, you can literally do that at any point at any point. And so I think we get so stuck in like, this is what I have to do. And this is who I have to be. But like, really, you don't, you can, you you can change your mind tomorrow and then you can change it again the next day. Like as long as, as long as it feels good to you, like it shouldn't shouldn't matter. Yeah. I completely, completely agree. Um, Okay. So the next one is uh, not having a big gender reveal and finding out the sex at birth. Yes. You definitely have. <laughs> so I feel like we're like on the opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Because I know I, with both of my kids, found out early. Like I was doing the blood test anyways for both of them. So we just decided to also find out the gender with that and then they put it in an envelope and we gave it to someone close to us who then knew the sex and we didn't and they you know actually it was Elizabeth both times Stephen's sister um and then yeah they filled the pinata or picked the puck Mm because the second time it was uh Stephen shot a puck that exploded into like blue powder um, those, and I, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would necessarily say I was motivated by society to do those things. I just know that we, I think my biggest motivation for both of those was we have so much family that I just kind of wanted everyone to find out at once. So I didn't have to tell everybody <laughs> like it's would have been a lot to be like to text or you know to message or whatever like each individual person and it was just kind of something for us to like we did not go all out by the way it was like you know a little a little thing where we'd have people we had people over and we had like some snacks and you know the kids got to bust open a pinata the first time and the second time yeah Stephen shot a puck and yay and then (laughs) that was it you know yeah um but I really just I also think that my motivation is just how much I plan things and I like I wanted to like stage the room and not that you can't do that without knowing the sex you know but that's just the way my brain works yeah um I actually opted out for the blood test on both kids Mm -hmm. on both pregnancies. So for Juby, I didn't find out the 
gender until 20 weeks. So we were halfway through and I don't, I, I remember bringing it up to Alonzo, like, what if we just did a surprise? And then he, he was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. Um, and then because, I mean, because I got halfway through the pregnancy by that time, I was like, I think I could, like, I'm already halfway, like what's another 20 weeks at this yeah. point. But I think it was really exciting to find the, find the sex out with the first for whatever reason. Um, but it was really intimate and cool. It was at the, um, anatomy scan and it was Alonzo, both my parents and my sister, um, happened to be there and we all like found out together, which was really cool. And then I posted a picture of Nala with a sign that said, my parents are giving me a baby sister (laughs) and I posted that on Facebook and that's how everybody else found out. But, um, with Spencer, I'm pretty sure I was like pretty upfront from the beginning of like, I'm not finding, (laughs) I'm not finding out what we're having. You can either come along with me, Alonzo, or you can shut your mouth, like duct tape it shut. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause again, he was very much like, no, I'm going to find out. That's fine. If you want to do that, but I do not. Um, we didn't do the blood test again. So we did have to wait until the 20 weeks. And then, um, Spencer was a COVID baby. So nobody could be in that yeah. scan with me. Um, and I, yeah asked her to put it in an envelope it was funny like would she like do the scan she'd be like okay close your eyes and I'd like close my eyes because she'd like you know be over genitals or something and then which was so was was pretty hard like I obviously didn't want to find out but it was like this is so tempting I well, wonder all if you want to do is look it at out your, you just like, want to look I at your baby right yeah, yeah. <laughs> could I figure it out like if I saw it maybe I wouldn't maybe I have like zero clue but anyway so she like printed out a thing um an ultrasound picture with the sex and then put it in an envelope for me. I brought it home. I gave it to Alonzo and I said, okay, you can look at this, but you cannot tell a single soul. Like it has to be your secret. <laughs> and he, I think just decided he was not, he could not, he was not, he was not equipped for that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I will literally kill you. You will never meet this baby. If you tell me what we're having. <laughs> Um, so you have a lot of like judgment type remarks and comments for that, right? Yeah. So my mom actually didn't know the gender of both me and my sister. Um, so. Well, that was pretty common. I feel like that wasn't a, then, you know, yeah, it was kind of like a guess sometimes like maybe I think it might be this, but then kids were born all the time. Like the parents thinking it was a girl and then it's a boy or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, I had known a few people, not really like I could maybe two or three that had done it. Um, everybody else I knew was having like gender reveals and which were so fun and creative and like elaborate some of them. Right. Like I feel like there's so many different gender reveal. Like it's insane. Now. It's, insane. it's insane. And so it's fun. Like it's, it, it's something to do and get people together. Right. Like I get it. Um, but yeah, I, I think I just had a lot of people constantly, I did have to be kind of upfront with a few people of like, just constantly being like, I don't know how you're doing it. And I would 
Um, like, how are you, how are you figuring out what you want the room to look like? I'm like, it's a fucking room. What do you mean? Like, a room that they're not even going to sleep in. For real. <laughs> like, for let's real. be like, real. They also don't buy? care what's on the walls. <laughs> yeah. How do you know what to buy? And, um, it's like, what do you mean? Like, I'm literally having a baby, like everybody else who's having a baby, like, yeah they need the exact same thing <laughs> they need clothes um, and yeah and yeah like <laughs> yeah but I think it was helpful once I once I could be a little bit more upfront of like this is what I'm doing and kind of going back to the very first thing on this episode of like you can be supportive or you can just be quiet because I don't yeah. give a shit like yeah. I don't care that it would give you so much anxiety and this is how you would feel like yeah I'll give a shit so like stop <laughs> yeah um and once people once I could be kind of like upfront with people they're like oh my gosh like no I get it I'm sorry like I understand but it was the coolest thing ever and I will do it again <laughs> yeah yeah I will <laughs> I I wish that I could. I just, I could have just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think it's awesome. Like, I think it's such a cool thing to like have that, that unknown and that surprise. And I think it makes that moment, you know, an, an extra layer of special, like it's, it's already so incredibly special. Right. But then like, just adds like an extra layer of yeah special to it. I do feel like the, um, my labor was like a lot more emotional because it was like, I finally got, I finally knew that I was like at that moment where I would find out who my baby was. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. (laughs) You feel like you can do it, do it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so next one is you. You're taking it? Yeah. So this one is the appropriate time or length of an engagement slash when to move in with each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we, ki- we kind of touched on that a little. A little bit, yeah. Um, and again, I, I... Go ahead. It's hard because I... I don't know. I don't know. I moved in with Alonzo like literally immediately. Yeah. Two weeks after we graduated, I was like somehow living in his house. I don't even like remember how it happened really. Um, (laughs) And then we were never engaged. We weren't engaged. So I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what is the appropriate length. What is. I feel like there's zero wrong or right answer to this question like it's it's so up to you and your partner and like whenever you're ready like again like looking back on it like you know Stephen and I were engaged for I think it was like nine ten months or something like that um and that was that worked for us but could we have again could we have been engaged longer sure could we have just gone and eloped like yeah six years down the road absolutely would we still be as happy 100 percent. like no matter what we would have done the outcome would have been the same which is 
you know, I, I, at least for me, I, I wasn't someone that wanted like a fancy engagement and a fancy wedding and a fancy this and that I wanted a good marriage. Like that's what I was after in the long run was just like a good partnership and established, you know, partnership before I started having kids. And before I started, uh, before we had a house together and stuff, did it matter if we were married or not? No, I just wanted us to be a healthy relationship. That's, that's all I wanted. Um, and that's what we got. Um, that being said, I feel like this is such a loaded question because you can be engaged for too short and people will have opinions and you can be engaged for too long and people will have opinions. So there's like zero correct answer for this. Like, and the same thing with moving in with each other, right. For all, for some people, it makes no sense to get married and then move in with each other right or like but then for other people they couldn't imagine yeah yeah they couldn't imagine yeah so it just I don't know it's whatever feels what feels good for you yeah I will say that was one thing I was very adamant on living together prior to being married um Again, I wanted, I just wanted us to have a healthy, established relationship before we, you know, dove in to anything more serious. Um, And he was also cool with that, but not everyone in his family was. Mm -hmm. And that was, we kind of, we definitely struggled a little bit before moving in together um because even though he wanted to he was so you know he loves and he cares about his family and he he cares about what they think and how they feel about him and how they feel about what he's doing so you know that was tough for us um and it took us probably like had it been solely up to us no opinions and no outer you know like opinions of other people or like any of that. And we probably would have been moved in together much, much sooner. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like really like trying to keep everyone else's like opinions out of it. And if you're ready to, to live together, live together. And like you said, like we, we put so much pressure on these, these, um, decisions that we're making because it's we it's like oh well if if we move in like that's it like no you can move in and if it goes great great if it goes terrible you you'll just have to move out (laughs) I mean like you or the other person will just have to you know either go back to where you were or find a different place and it might be awkward and a little uncomfortable but you'll get through it and it's okay. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Just don't think about what, what anyone else thinks. It's all about figuring out what's best for you. And in this, in this particular circumstance, your partner. Yeah. Uh, another one we got was, um, I really liked this one. Um, people like dressing the same, like everybody, everybody looking and dressing the same because everybody's trying to be like on trend, Mm. which I thought was really funny because I literally 
thought like three days ago, I was like, oh, I was like, I don't have any like trendy clothes. And I literally, I literally searched like, what is, what are people wearing right now? Like, what is, what is going on? And it was so funny to me that somebody brought this up because I was like, that's so true. Yeah. I, I it's, it's like, and what I, some of the stuff I was, I saw, I was like, okay, I could see myself wearing that. But then I'm like, ew, no, I would never wear that. But like, we get so wrapped up into like what other people think of us yep. and how we're presenting ourselves to other people that we end up wearing and doing things that don't necessarily bring us joy or make us feel confident right. or good because we're like putting on this like facade for other people. It's like, I mean, if you, if your jeans are like a decade out of style, but you feel good in them, girl, like just wear them. Dude, if I could find low rise jeans, <laughs> I would wear them. You're so funny. Like, See, not all the time, but yeah. I would have at least one or two pairs of low rise jeans. I'm sure I could find them. I just don't want to spend the money to do so. Yeah. But I would absolutely like every time I see Brittany on Instagram rocking her low rise jeans, I'm just like, damn girl, you're just keeping it going and it looks great. <laughs> I was going to say, you just need to somehow ask Brittany. She knows she's got the hookup. You know, she still has like 300 pairs of jeans from 2006. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just got rid of mine. <laughs> yeah. But I'll like go get dressed and I'm like, oh, I really love this. But then I'll like almost second guess myself and being like that. Oh my gosh. Is that like, is this like not cute right now? I don't know. Like it was cute. Like five years ago when I, or, you know, bought it or whatever, but, um, I don't know. It's just funny. That one's tough for me too, because I feel like my style, like almost has not changed like my whole life. Like <laughs> I've just been in t-shirt and jeans my whole life. And like, I, I will step out of that. Right. Like I, I have other clothes now. Um, <laughs> but on the weekends, yeah, I mean, you've seen me t-shirts kind of girl. Yeah. Like my biggest difference is, you know, which I still have my flare, my boot cut jeans mm-hmm. or whatever, but the biggest difference is I now have skinny jeans also. Yeah. But like, otherwise <laughs> it's pretty easy. I do. It does make me feel terrible for Charlotte because I feel like I'm constantly trying to put her in t-shirt and jeans just because it's just where, where my head goes and yeah. she like wants to wear dresses and like all this stuff. So I have to, I have to keep that in mind when I'm dressing her or mm-hmm. helping her get dressed. Cause I, I pretty much let her pick out what she wants to wear. Um, but if I'm like trying to be quick and just like lay an outfit out for her, it's always yeah. a t-shirt and jeans. I'm like, I'm sorry. I know you don't even like jeans. Like, Let me put this back. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, okay. And then we, so the next one we had listener write in, I didn't go to college. and was a barista for nine years. I made more money than people leaving college with degrees. It didn't make sense to leave that job for a big girl job since my pay would be cut in half. I waited for the right time and boom, real estate happened. My family was constantly down my back about getting a big, big girl job. I have zero student loans and make the same as my sister who is a physical therapist. So, yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've touched on a lot of, you know, pieces of this, but I think with the jobs and the college, especially it's just, there's a lot of pressure to do things 
that in that order of mm-hmm. graduate high school, go to college, get a degree, figure out. But before you even start college, know what what that that degree is going to be for, and then get into that career path. You know, boom, 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 like one after the other, and then in the meantime you're getting a little old. Are you going to like settle down and like <laughs> find somebody like, yeah, it's just, yeah. That's rough, man. I remember, um, it was like a year after I had graduated high school, maybe, maybe two years. Cause I was, I was at Alaska USA. Um, I had, I had been hired there. So I was like 19, which meant I think Brooke was in her senior year and she was going to, um, like senior ball or something. And I had like, she was at a friend's house. I had gone to her friend's house to like do their hair or maybe their makeup or something. And I did not choose to go to college. And the dad like gave me this whole speech of like, cause I think Brooke at that time had figured out like which college she was going to his children clearly, um, were <laughs> needed to do the same. And he just like laid me out of like, why, or how could I work? Like, I didn't, I didn't, oh, he like asked it. He was like, you don't want to work somewhere like that for the rest of your life. Do you? And I remember being like, so taken back by it. I was like, I don't even know your first name, sir. Like, you know, nothing about me which is going on and on about, you know, how I needed to be, I needed to do what Brooke was doing and I needed to do, yeah, X, Y, Z. And how could I expect to like make good money? And I needed to like support a family. And even just like, um, a month ago or so Juby had said, I was telling, I was telling someone, uh, that Juby had said when she grew up, she wanted to be a crafter. She wanted to be a crafter like her grandma and she wanted to just make crafts. And I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And so I was telling this person and she was, and she had made the comment of like, well, that's not gonna, she like laughed. I was like, well, that's not gonna like uh, feed a family or something. And in my head, I'm just like, so my, my daughter who's four years old, and who says that she wants to make crafts for a living? Like I'm supposed to take that opportunity to let her know that, no, she needs to go to college and she needs to like get this degree so that she can make X dollars amounts. And I'm just thinking like, man, I hope she do grow up to be a crafter. And I hope she makes, I hope she's just this like renowned artist. Yeah. And you can eat your fucking words. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Well, and even like, let's just boil that down too to like what that means like do you know how many people in this country make shit and sell it online and that's how they support themselves and their family like don't shit on yeah some on you know some kind of like business that you don't even understand like yeah yeah. one and she's four Right. Right. (laughs) Going back to, you know, my friend or Brooke's friend's dad, it was like, um, that, you know, Alaska USA was the career that I was like, I could make, I I know what people make here. Uh, Yeah. It's, It's good money. Like I am, I actually have a whole outline. It doesn't look the same as yours. 
and that's okay. Like I have it all set up, right? Like I know the path that I'm going and it is going to get me to success. And maybe that's not what success looks like for you, but like, who the fuck cares again? You don't even like, you don't, do you know my first name? Like, yeah. Who are you? Get away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, I had, I think a lot of like my, um, I think my, my like biggest fear is like failure. That's Mm -hmm. like my biggest internal fear is like being a failure or failing at certain things. And I know that so much of it stems from like that social norm of people being like, no, you have to do things this way. Otherwise you're going to fail. Like you won't be what you need to be. I mean, my, um, ex, uh, boyfriend in high school, his dad was such a butthole <laughs> about that, about all of that. It was like, he wouldn't even give me the time of day because he knew that I was like very upfront about like not wanting to, not wanting to like go to school. So he would just be an asshole to me. I was like, not good enough for his son because I didn't want to go to college. Like I, I wanted to do other things with my life. That's yeah, odd. Yeah. It's so crazy. Um, Side note, this is um, not to take it back to the kids, but you said Juvie wanted to be a crafter when she grows up. Yeah. So Charlotte told me that she wants to be um, a crossing guard because they get to have whistles and signs and (laughs) it's like, cool, man. Like, you're going to love it. Like. Right. And it's like, why can't we, why can't we think about that stuff? Like what is going to genuinely make us happy? Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I was going for. It was like, man, if that's, if that's what makes you happy, there's a crossing guard that's right down the street from my work that freaking loves his job. And I can tell because he's twirling his hat and he's dancing around while he's like having people like come by or like letting the kids like if that was Charlotte, great. Like, you know, if she's happy doing whatever it is that she's doing, that's all I care about. Yeah. It's just weird that like, quote unquote, like strangers have like so much to say about things like this. And I think when I, when I like look back at, you know, people who have said that kind of stuff to me, it's just like, I know it just stems from like their own I don't know if insecurity is the right word, but I know it just stems so much from like their own journey. Yeah. And maybe not being the happiest with the decisions that they made or, or just the pressure that they felt to do certain things. And so like, and again, I think the generations before us have a really harder time, like just opening like like seeing that there's other options available 100 percent um and so it's like I don't, I don't know yeah I um yeah I just I'm I'm over the like hearing everyone else's opinion on what they think you or your child or your brother or your cousin or whoever should be doing because yeah. really just worry about your damn self. Yeah. That's all, that's all you have to do. That's literally all you have to do in this world and in this life. And if you have kids worry about them, but that's it. 
Yeah. And you don't even, you know, like you could be worried or like concerned or like, you know, hopeful for your children's futures. Yeah. But they're their own people and that's just what's going to happen. You know, um, I, today at work, somebody, uh, there's a, um, someone that's leaving and their, their son just graduated. And so there, that person is moving, like she's, she's moving. Um, and their son that just graduated is staying here. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically she's becoming an empty nester and like moving to a different state, like all in the same month, which is crazy. Um, that's a lot of change, you know, it's a lot of big stuff, but this other person, this other, my other coworker was like, oh my gosh, this person, not only, uh, did this, this person's son just graduate, but he already moved out. Like, that's so sad. Like, I can't, I, that's just so sad. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> why, I don't, why is that sad? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, the, the son, obviously like she had to keep the son at home you know, until he graduated just to make sure that like, you know, she's like, I at least got to want to make sure he like gets all the assessment. She knew he would, but it's like, but she's like stoked for him. She's like, he has his own place. He already picked it out. Like he's got all of his stuff. Like he's so excited, you know, that, so the person that's leaving is like stoked for her son. But then like this other person on the outside is like, oh my gosh, it's so sad. Like, well, Mm -hmm. maybe for you, like you think it's sad. Yeah. But the, but their life doesn't have like those are just your own thoughts around yeah. their situation, which really has nothing to do with them. Like, yeah, yeah, and and just you know, in general, you know, that's kind of what you hope for your kids is that they become independent and they become like you know a well situated adult that that can do life on their own and is com- comfortable and confident in in you know. Mm-hmm. And that looks different for everybody and at, at a different age, but yeah, it happened, you know, fairly early for this one, but like, that's not sad. Yeah. It's just like how their how his life is going. I don't know. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. It's just, yeah. I was going to circle back to the, the story we got from our listener. Um, She had said, you know, at this point she has zero student loans and that she makes the the same amount Mm -hmm. um, as her sister, who is a physical therapist. I guess I just want to say, like, I think it's so cool to see like people get to the same point. Yeah. Differently. Yeah. Like I knew from literal middle school that I did not want to go to college. I had like no ounce of me wanted to do any of that, but there are people who know exactly what career they want to do and are over the moon to, you know, do handfuls of years of more, um, education to get to that career, Mm -hmm. whether they have student loans or not, right? Like that they are so certain that that is what they are here to do. And that in itself is really cool. So just 
again, reiterating that like we have these like quote unquote social norms, but really the normal thing is to just do what feels best for each yeah. individual. And I guess, yeah, I want to, I that, thank you for bringing that up because I do want to make that very clear. Like I in no way, shape or form have judgment on anyone in, in the way that they get to where they're going because yeah, there's a million and one ways to get to what it is that we all want, which is happiness and healthy, right? You know, health, mental health, and um, and every way looks different, and they're all valid. And I guess, I guess the whole kind of point of this episode is just to try to help, you know, bring light to what like mental stress that puts on us for for no reason Mm -hmm. like the unnecessary stress and pressure that we get from just literal things that are made up yeah completely made up like nothing nothing is real (laughs) and talking about it and like you said the more we talk about it the more we're like oh yeah that is weird and this is this is something and that's something and I think when you're feeling like stressed out about something that you feel like you're, you're running out of time or you're, this has to be done. Or I can't believe, you know, I got to stick it in this, stick it out in this relationship because if, you know, I'm, I'm 32 and if this one doesn't work, then I I can't wait a whole nother three. Like that's, that's an illusion. That is a complete illusion. If you want kids, you know, if you want a marriage, if you want all these things, there's no, there's no time limit. I mean biologically there may be to a certain extent but biologically is not the only way to have a child right um so i mean you know just just breathe (laughs) yeah and and know that it's it's good it's all good and it's not like you said you know these decisions are not permanent right they don't have to be they're not (laughs) they do not have to be permanent (laughs) There are probably a lot of other, I know there are a million other things that we didn't touch on that are just kind of like normal thing, again, quote unquote, normal things that, that people get black for, for not following or going against the grain. And yeah. So we'll just continue like all night. We'll think of more and more. Oh yeah. Constantly. I'll be texting you. Yeah. Here's another one. (laughs) Maybe we'll even have like another episode. Yeah social norms yeah we could definitely go further into this topic for sure and i'm i know we have probably a mil, like a ton of other stories that people could tell us about you know yeah what do we have in the works we have some possible guests new guests in yes. the work we also have a possible re-interview from returning guests guest. yes returning guests that makes a lot much more sense that didn't even make sense okay so look forward to that we've still got merch out and about if you have mental maintenance merch we would love for you to snap a picture of yourself wearing it um, so that we can share it on social media And we'd love to like feature you on our actual like social media page. So if you're out and about traveling, traveling Alaska or going out out of state, um, 
I don't know, maybe you're camping, drinking your coffee out of your mental maintenance mug, snap a picture. Uh, we just want to know. We like, we want to know, we want to yeah. see everybody and who's repping it, where they're repping it and show some love back. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see, yeah, where they are and what, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And by they, I mean, mer- the merch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, you guys can always reach out to us at any point in time, share stories, share it's something that we talked about on a previous episode and you didn't get a chance to share your, your opinion or your experience. You can always do that. We will absolutely include it in future episodes. It does not have to be in the same episode of what we're talking about. Uh, you can reach out to us at our email. It's mmpodcast1 at gmail.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms at mental m podcast yep and we will see you on episode 20 not 20 30 37 37 (laughs) well this is 36 so we'll see them on 37 oh (laughs) (laughs) we'll just see you on some monday okay (laughs) oh my god love you guys bye bye (laughs) 